Dinosaurs, everybody. Welcome to the Mary and Tom Show. I'm Tom. I'm Mary. This is our show. Yep. So, Mary. Yepers. Today, we need to talk about... Dinosaurs? Yes! Well, I mean, we can talk about dinosaurs. What, what do you want to talk about dinosaurs? Uh, well, let's see. Dinosaur supply lines. When is that going to be ready? Never. Never is what it's going to be. Oh, hold on. Let me check my notes. I, I have it in my schedule. It's uh, next week. Never. Great. <laughs> that never going to happen. Next week it is. Nope. Yep. Next week. Um, oh, we're talking about the squiglets? That is on the list. Okay. All right. Well, go ahead. Set it up. So we have, uh, well, we had a cage for suet cake out on the porch. Uh, we still have the cage. It's not on the porch now currently because it got knocked off. So we put suet cake out there, you know, for squirrels to eat. And these nasty no. birds I... come by and eat all the suet cake on the squirrels. And they knock down the cage. It was so mean. That's Those not poor what happened. squirrels. I put it out for the birds. And the squiglets eat it. That's what I call the squirrels. The little piglets, I'll tell you. I can put it out, and within an hour or two, that suet cake's gone. Poor hungry little squirrels just want to have some suet cake. And the bird's are like, no, we're taking all the suet cake for ourselves. Uh, wow. Okay. Uh, I mean, if that's how you think it went down. That's what the squirrels tell me. There you go. They seem very trustworthy. They have very trustworthy faces. <laughs> so at the moment, we actually don't have that out there because they, they definitely knocked it down and it's not secure. And I think you were worried that they would, like, collapse the awning to the house. So we're going to try to figure out some other way to put suet cake out there. Yeah. Now, I know we could... If we wanted to, if the suitcase was out there for for birds, which come on, is it really? Then we could put out suitcase with like peppers in it and whatnot because the um, you know with like heat in it because the squirrels don't like that. No, mammals don't like that. Yeah, birds apparently don't care about yeah, it. Yeah, they're dinosaurs. Do you think dinosaurs they're eat really a lot cute of dinosaurs too? You think dinosaurs eat a lot of spicy food? Probably. Our luck, those squiglets probably eat spicy food. Probably. Yeah. Now, I will say what is a lot of fun is when we go out there and then they have this look like, who, me? I, I didn't do it. And they're just like covered, covered in it. Yeah. That reminds me of uh, the time when Claus used to... He chased Monster one time, I'm pretty sure. Maybe more than once. <laughs> yeah, he bullied her. Yeah. You know, we heard this noise, this kind of... From Monster. And we, we come out there and she's, you know, running and huffing and puffing. And Claus is sitting there just trying to be real cool, like, I didn't do anything. And he has this huge tuft of her fur just hanging out of his mouth. Like, what? Why are you looking at me? He got in trouble a lot because he was always bothering her. Now, he stopped doing that the last couple of years because he, he did. wasn't feeling well. But then she was bothering him. <laughs> she started bullying him. Yeah. Yeah. Remember he used to get up on the counter? No, Doc got up on the counter. He was, he got up on the refrigerator. Yeah. Claus would get up on the counter. He got up there. He knocked over my, my nice um, butter dish so he could get at the butter. He got up there and ate seven out of eight green beans. And decided the eighth one. I, I don't yeah. like these after all. Yeah. By the time Doc got in the refrigerator. Um, he couldn't get down. He got up there and then he was like, how did I get up here? Oh my gosh. 
<laughs> he had no chill. He had no calm. So, like, you know, even if you just were to pick him up to hold him normally, he'd get very wiggly. Uh, yep. Claws would not so much. So getting him off of the refrigerator uh, was a challenge, and uh, that's why I only have one hand now. Is that a bionic hand? It's a bionic hand. Yeah. Okay. Actually, they're both bionic hands. I'm going to use that as an excuse for why I'm so clumsy. You know, they're not they're not quite state-of-the-art. Well, they're pretty state-of-the-art uh, as far as they, appearance. They look, but, but, I mean, you've seen me try to do simple things around the house. They're, they're definitely not. Anyway, squiglets suck. Those poor hungry squirrels. Those vicious birds. We have a sale coming up, Mary. Do we? Yes. Starting on November 23rd will be our fifth annual holiday sale. Five already. Wow. Five already. One day it'll be ten. Yeah. And we'll be like, whoa, ten already? And we are pretty much ready for the sale, I think. We have ordered all the cards that, that we needed to, and I think they have shipped. We're in the home stretch with the wood bits. It's got a few more boxes to put together, which we'll be doing this week. We picked out the canvas maps that we're going to have for the sale this year. Now, concurrent with the sale, we will be releasing a new game, and that is Dual Gauge. It's a choo-choo game, Mary. Yep, choo-choo. I think I've told this story before, but why that game exists is you told me that I needed to make a new train game uh, every year. And I thought to myself, that sounds like a lot of work, so what I'm going to do instead is make a new train game system so I can just have a new set of maps each year, and, and they'll be like a loophole. And then you inform me that that doesn't count, so in addition to doing new dual gauge maps every year, I also need to do a new train game every year. So I'm probably be skipping this next year. Because uh, <laughs> we already have a train game signed for next year. And I'm already also doing like a stock holding game, but it's not about trains, it's about religion. So I think I think I kinda have covered we've covered those bases for next year. And then the following year, of course, we'll be doing Dinosaur Gauge. Mm-hmm. Uh, which we're working on. Yes. Dinos. Um, we've got a map. Well, we, we don't have it finished, but we do have a map that we're working with. We have, we have a map and a map concept, and we have a couple yeah. of uh, hooks for the game, and I think it's going to be uh, really something special. It um, is, because it's got dinosaurs. Well, that's true. And I love dinosaurs. What? I try and feed them, but then the squiglets come along and eat the food on them. I'm seriously thinking of making my own suit cake and putting uh, hot pepper or seeds or flakes or something in there. Those poor little faces, though. Can you say no to those hungry little faces? Yes. <laughs> I can't. They're so cute! Now, because this is a system, uh, I would say dual gauge is probably designed to be more palatable and, and broadly appealing than something like Sue Line. Sue Line was a game, that's the last train game that, that we published, and uh, that's a weird game. It's kind of abrasive and uh, kind of started with the the idea of, okay, here are some rules for good train game design. What if we ignore those? And what what do we end up with? And some people like it. And some people uh, don't. And for dual... I think it's cool. I think it's cool, too. That's why we published it. For dual gauge, we're doing something that's a... I don't want to call it normal. Because there's no such thing as a normal game. But it's uh, a bit more palatable. 
you know, it's a bit more what people might expect from a train game. Though some individual maps might be a bit weirder and wonkier. I can do a normal, quote-unquote normal train game. It's just I often choose not to. But I'm capable of, of adjusting to different, um, to make games for different reasons. This reminds me sort of of Rap Boy, who was a stand-up comic that we knew. And I think you you came up with the name Rat Boy for him, Mary. Yep. Uh, I think because his face looked like a rat. Yep. And also he was a rat. Yep. <laughs> he was not a good person. And he has been a stand-up comic for a long time. Uh, he dated my cousin for a few years, which is how we got acquainted with him. On his website, he would talk, he would quote people saying he was like the next Jim Carrey, which shows you how long he'd been at it, because Jim Carrey maybe doesn't have quite the same cultural cachet now that he had in the 90s when this comedian was doing his thing. And he hasn't really gotten anywhere because he's kind of incapable of not doing the same thing. He, he does celebrity impressions, which are okay, and he likes jokes about, he's pretty much a punching down kind of comedian, likes jokes about drinking, and he just isn't able to modulate himself for different audiences. He can't really work the room. We were talking to him once. He got a job offer on the uh, Dick Purden show. Now, Dick Purden, that's a local radio guy. He'd been on the air for... Since the 50s, but I think around here since the 60s. And his whole aesthetic is kind of just very gentle humor and uh, funny voices and character bits and uh, just very inoffensive, right? And he was going to hire Rat Boy to do some voice work and to do some writing and all the stuff Rat Boy was coming up with was like real shock jock kind of stuff, which was more in line with his own stand-up comedy and his weird fascination with grisly violence. And that doesn't really fit. So he ended up not getting that job. It's like he could not change his work for, for that audience. I'm not saying that I can do stuff for a wide audience because I don't think I can. But, you know, I can shift emphasis and, and shift what I'm leaning into to make different games for different types of audiences. So that Dinosaur for Table Battles is a different experience than Table Battles. And uh, The Vote, I think, is more palatable than This Guilty Land and Dual Gauge will irritate less people than Suline did. He had the same jokes that he kept reusing. He didn't come up with many new ones, if any, when he was on that show. Oh! <laughs> he was doing the same jokes we had uh, filmed mm -hmm. him doing, what was it, 10 years earlier? Mm -hmm. So he, he was on a... I'm not, we're going to try to keep the details kind of fuzzy, but he was on a talent show to see which Americans possessed talent. He was told, hey, your impressions are fine. Can you do some new impressions? Because these these references are from, you know, the early to mid-90s. And he kind of misheard that because he wasn't really good at listening to people as uh, don't do impressions, do, do new jokes. And he comes out on national television when he comes back on, on the show you know, because it's a, like a weekly competition or something. I don't know. We only saw this one clip where he comes on and he tells a joke and it's just dead. There are no laughs. There's no reaction at all. It's just dead. And he just freezes and he's like, um, can I start over? And the panelists are like, ah, oh, 
okay, yeah, go ahead and start over. And he walks off the stage, walks back on the stage, and then tells the same joke again that didn't work the first time. <laughs> it's just, I mean, it's kind of, it's kind of, kind of a, a, a chat and fraud kind of thing, but it just, he, he didn't make it on the show. Like they, they cut him. He got really angry, and I want to say he, he like knocked over a chair on his way out. I, I could be wrong about that. He did not take losing well, and uh, because I felt really bad. I mean, he really bombed spectacularly on national television millions of people watching but do you remember when we went out to film the comedy competition oh my god he bombed not quite as spectacularly but he did bomb the guy who won was incredibly funny but he came to us and he was furious and it looked like he was going to punch somebody and he said he was supposed to win but they gave it to that other guy. The judges came and told him, yeah. you really won, but we had to give it to this other guy uh, for, for, for some reasons that we can't tell you. Yeah. And I, I doubt that was... Yeah, he had an anger problem. He, You had to stop him from punching me once. Yeah. Because uh, he had written a screenplay. Oh, my God. I still have the screenplay. It's awful. But it's completely like all the things he's, he's interested in. I'll, I'll give him that. He wrote what he liked, which is uh, misogyny... Racism, violence, name dropping, mob stuff, Islamophobia because the bad guys were like a Muslim mob, but the actual people Chaldeans are not Muslim. No, they're Christian, <laughs> and they don't speak Arabic. No, so so he he had this script, and I tried to talk to him and say, hey, I think I concentrated on the Chaldean thing, mm-hmm. like, uh, hey, this isn't actually accurate and he got so furious i didn't know what was going on out in the kitchen because you two were out there and i heard some noise so i went out and uh, it looked like he was going to hit you i don't know what happened whether he ever changed that stuff or not because he and your cousin broke up not long after that and then we stopped talking and with then, him basically which was yeah. fine yeah and then we saw him on national tv and saw him bomb which i know you felt bad about that but i you know i enjoyed that <laughs> Because he's he was such a nasty piece of work. Oh yeah, he cheated on her so much. I saw he, that he was cheating on her, and she couldn't. We were at a comedy show. He went backstage with two women, and we were all you, me, and my cousin waiting for him to come out from backstage from his dressing room that he disappeared into with these two women. It was pretty easy to see. Yeah. And the time we waited and waited and waited, uh, what we were going through the haunted corn maze. Yes, a haunted corn maze, and he shows up with a carload of women, and he was what an hour or two late. He was always late to, to always everything. Always late to everything. I, now this is the time when when we <laughs> we got into a little bit of trouble because uh, he was running late, and my cousin didn't have her her phone on her, and was I didn't like, "Get in trouble? You got in trouble." Well, hang on, and she was like, uh, can, "Can can you call him with your phone?" And his name in the phone was Rap Boy. And I was like, oh, well, I, uh, I, we don't have his name in, in our phone, unfortunately. It's like, okay, I, that's okay, I remember the number. She punches in the number. And what I did not know at the time, because I'm, I'm not a technology person, when you type in the number and you have it saved in the phone, it will bring up the name. She's like, Rap Boy? I'm like, huh, how? That's so, that's so weird. I wonder why, why that's 
that's there. And I think she said, he does look like a rat. And then, and then, like, where are you? You know what's weird? I'm not picturing him hanging from, from a, the cage eating sewer cake. I don't, I don't well, know he's why. not a squiglet. I don't know why. No, no, that's an insult to the squiglets. Yeah. Although I have called them rats before. Yeah, dirty not, rats. That's not nice. They're very clean. No, they're not. <laughs> not when they have suet cake all over them. Dinosaurs, everybody.